Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing this morning, Jay? Another day in paradise. It's like <laughs> somebody described it to me this morning as being incarcerated in the most beautiful prison with your pets. <laughs> That's exactly it. And you can have all the great food you want delivered to you. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Hopefully we're going to start seeing things slowly um, easy yeah. around the I world. So. Around the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. But before we get into this this week's guest, uh, quick mention, thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot for everything you do to support thank you, Bruce. the show. Uh, we love seeing the Music Biz Weekly podcasts and the daily emails that go out. Oh, bands, yeah. bands in town, thank you so much for everything you do to, to spread the word as well. And, of course, DiscMakers.com for your continued sponsorship. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, and T-shirts at gigs and online has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Although we're talking to somebody later today that might be able to help you boost some streams. Um, yes. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So we put together a little offer with Disc Makers for all of our listeners and viewers. Head over to DiscMakers.com. Place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, make sure you put the promo code FREEBIZ, F-R-E-E-B-I-Z, all one word, FREEBIZ, into the promo code field, and you'll save up to $150 in shipping costs from Disc Makers. So uh, head over to DiscMakers.com, 100 or more CDs, promo code FREEBIZ, and save 150 bucks. So this week, this is a fun episode. We've got um, Patrick Quinn from Radiant, the music app Radiant, um, which is basically AI-driven radio built on top of the Spotify library. It's very cool. It sounds really complicated, the the way you just said that, and it is, but it's actually very simple and easy uh, to connect it to your Spotify and have it start talking to you and recommending music and playing music. Yeah, yeah, and and what's really exciting as as you listen um, when we speak with Patrick, the ideas and what's on their roadmap of what they want to add to this really exactly is going to take Radiant beyond mm-hmm. just a cool AI telling you what you just listened to to becoming a DJ that will interject a lot of news and facts and other yeah. information. That's going to be really Lots exciting. of potential. So yeah. let it roll. All the way Pat- from Ireland. Patrick Quinn, yes, all the way from Ireland from Radiant. So we're so excited to welcome Patrick Quinn, the founder of Radiant. And uh, Radiant popped up on our radar a couple months ago, maybe, I think is when we first started talking, Patrick. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you give all of our viewers and listeners your your elevator pitch of what Radiant is? Absolutely. So in a nutshell, what Radiant is, is hyper-personalized radio with an artificial radio presenter called Rad. 
And Rad gives you, obviously, an infinite stream of radio-style music based on your listening tastes and what you might like and will like, but also layers in the news and weather into a more traditional radio format, bringing that streaming kind of ecosystem and sphere into a more traditional radio format that everybody kind of can gather around and, and experience. And that's hooked up to Spotify, correct? It is indeed, yes. Directly. Is it is it yeah, only Spotify been, or will you also connect to Apple Music? So it's Spotify now because Spotify was the low-hanging fruit um, in terms of ease of accessibility and integration. Going forward, it will be Apple Music. It will be Amazon Music when once their, once their APIs become available. And right. we are even looking to do Deezer and, and Tidal going forward, depending on the demand. Fantastic. You know, I, I was playing around with it and uh, Rad... I, it's it's well done. You can't really tell. I mean, it sounds like a human DJ. I mean, is that kind of your goal is to have that experience, that that DJ experience um, feeding you news, music, and so on? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, Rad, Rad is a, a very simple concept, right? Radio has been around for such a long time, and it's, it's brought a lot of value for such a long time. Sure. And, Streaming is very cold, if you get me. It's, it's very disconnected, I feel. And layering in that human human element uh, and trying to create some semblance of a human connection while listening, even when you're doing it on your own, was kind of the whole goal of this thing. And I don't think Rad takes himself too seriously. He knows he's an artificially intelligent DJ <laughs> and will often quip about that. Um, but, yeah, that is the ultimate goal. I was going to say, has anybody told him? I was going to say, you know, <laughs> this is like somebody going, yes, Hal, you're not a real person. <laughs> Don't unplug me, Michael. <laughs> exactly. Don't hit the stop button or fast forward. I want to play this song. <laughs> <laughs> you exactly mentioned um, podcasts. What other things besides music will go through this experience? So the... The immediate stuff that is there and uh, kind of complements that music listening experience are news, you know, your, your local news from around the area, be that on the hour or when they break, when stories break. But there's also things like weather and uh, information about your commute to work. So this, the idea, well, when people were commuting to work, yes. uh, the idea was that there would be a, a kind of a, a weather and, and travel report when you're starting that commute in the morning. Um, so it, it does feel like a real radio station in, in so far as what it can provide. But going forward, podcast is, is a big thing. So syndicating content in a, in a radio terminology, kind of creating this, this stream of mixed content and not just music, but also, you know, short form podcast based on the stuff that you're into, not just musically. So, so, so just to be clear, Rad can't tie into my Nest Cam and tell me what the traffic looks like in the hallway from the bedroom to the living room. I mean, that is definitely an integration we could do. <laughs> it's, it's whether people's privacy is is uh, is as open as we it, hope. You know, as, a, as, as a parent of a of a of a toddler, it would be handy to get that early warning of warning Legos in front of bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Lego detection algorithm. Exactly. My mom. <laughs> um. So. Th 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 this is all AI and and. We had our first introduction to sort of this world when Super Hi-Fi was on, talking about their backend and their service that provides this. How are you different from them, or is it similar? I don't know. You know, tell tell compare and contrast. 
I mean, it, we're not doing anything that nobody's done before, right? You've got smart assistants and uh, music selection algorithms for for years now. This is not a not a new sphere. It's it's the act of putting everything together. And I have experience building on top of Spotify and formerly the Equinest, if you guys remember that, mm-hmm. um, to do music selection. And I, I kind of get the way it works. And I knew I had a really strong starting point to build out a an AI on top of that. Um, it, and it was bringing together all the disparate parts from across the, the music uh, ecosystem into a single unified stream that isn't just recommendations. It adds value from as many sources as we can provide. And that's that's the whole goal here is that as much value in a natural way. You know, Super Hi-Fi, you know, they do some really good technology and it's a really streamlined service. But it's the ability to, to move outside of just music and start to tie in services that are music adjacent that really starts to differentiate it from anything else that's on the market. And it creates that seamless music centric, but not exclusively music experience. Yeah, how does Radiant choose the music? I noticed when I when I downloaded the app and I connected it to my Spotify, that it immediately popped up some of my favorite artists, but not necessarily my most played artists. It seemed to have a pretty good sense of what to grab. I mean, how does that selection process work? How does it curate? So uh, it, it does a couple of things initially when you pull down the app, right? It's, it's looking at your top artists, not in terms of play, but in terms of engagement. So you might have you know, liked an artist more, you might listen to more specific songs by that artist than you would other artists, even though they're not the most listened to artist. Um, and, and it just filters out the stuff that you, know, you might listen to a lot, but wouldn't be necessarily in your top 10 or top 20. And then from there, it can catalog what your taste profile is. And it creates a bucket, which is your taste profile that represents you in a wider sphere. And obviously, it's going to learn as it goes uh, yeah. as to what artists you like and don't like. But it has to have a nice, strong base starting point. Does it do anything with discovery? For example, you know, with Spotify, Discover Weekly, Release Radar, some of these things are so good. They dig at, deep. They dig deep. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to ask, you know, Jay, Jay brought the question up, but I was just going to ask, is there a way to instruct Rad to kind of go opposite of what you just outlined, saying, I don't need to hear my most popular favorite artists. I want to hear Discovery. that artist that I forgot I love that one song or two songs. You know, Dig deep into my playing history and pull them up to the top so I can rediscover or find new artists. Absolutely. So that's actually a really good point because we've we've heard from you. So just to explain it a little bit better, it's seventy percent stuff you know, and the remainder stuff you don't. Right. So stuff you either think oh. you like or stuff in the past. So it, it it tries to layer in as much discovery as it can without making you feel alien. For a lot of music listeners who probably aren't like you and I, they don't want to hear stuff that they do not know and is by an unknown artist. Right. All the time, they might want to hear the one one or two songs. So it's we need we we've been adding and are starting to add this particular feature in now where you can turn on discovery mode which is specific to ah. discoverability and that'll be a flag in the settings um but i mean if you want to just really go outside of the pale you can go into the the, the playlist tab and there's a, a an indies only uh playlist we're creating playlists around undiscovered artists specifically and kind of deep cut artists uh playlists there that are automatically generated so we're kind of doing a lot around that space yeah so as a music marketer uh, I'm sure you could see this question coming. Um, I know that my artist would appeal to fans of this band. 
is there a way for a music marketer to somehow use the app to grow their base? To grow, yes, and, to grow their to grow their base, and and more importantly, I'm assuming, and let's just clarify this up front: um, any of these plays that happen on Radiant that are connected to Spotify show up as a real play on Spotify, so the artist gets played. Yeah. So, is there a way as a hey, marketer yeah. that I can do something to have my artists' songs presented more often, played more often through? Mm-hmm. Uh, their channel, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I, that's what I would love to get my head around here: is how Me could too. a, how could an <clears throat> artist or a, a marketing team utilize Radiant to increase streams? Yep. Uh, funny you mention it. On our product roadmap is a essentially a dashboard for the music industry, and this will allow people to basically promote their up and coming bands who may, may not have broken yet. Um, to people who are interested in either similar genres or bands similar to. And then from there, without getting overly technical on it, we use collaborative filtering to go, okay, these are the people that like artists similar to those artists. But if you stretch that into a wider sphere, there's other people who will be interested who might not have an initial interest point. Um, So you can really get an audience growing. Yes, we're working on that. That's going to be a big thing. Same for... You know, bands in town, Lincolns. We're going to have SoundCloud, Lincolns as well. Have it all fed into this this backend marketing platform to help discovery and breaking artists. Yeah, I think that's really compelling because when you go onto Spotify, obviously you can see other people like you know your listeners also like these other artists, <clears throat> but that's only part of the picture, right? If if I have an artist and I do, um, and I know that they will open for this other artist or their fans. We know that they would just love this band if they were exposed to it. So, you know, you mentioned bands in town via bands in town. I can target those people. I can target them via, you know, social advertising and and things like that. Um, But where it really works and where Spotify is so good at those playlists that we talked about, like discover weekly and release radar where, it's dropped in and they're exposed to it, then you're you're being surgical about who you're targeting. And I yeah. think that kind of capability built into Radiant could make it um, very powerful. Yeah, I mean, that, that that is very much the hope. We're planning on going even further than, than that. We're planning on adding in you know, live event ticketing directly into the application, right? So for upcoming artists, the ability to hear a song by somebody you like but have never heard of, and thanks to you, for example, putting that there, um, they might like that song. And once they like that song, we'll look around the area and say, hey, there's a, uh, they're playing in Vancouver, wherever you are at, at sure. that time. Um, do you want to grab a ticket now? And then that's a direct sale to to the band. So it, it's that kind of, we want that that kind of support network. For, follow, for following up on that, because I, I just wrote down a question here related to the bands in town um, integration you were talking about. Is that something where Rad could sit here and go, okay, you just listened to Cheap Trick. I know you are in Los Angeles based on some setting. And Bands in Town tells me Cheap Trick's going to be in Los Angeles in 2021. Can Rad, Will Rad be able to like come out of the song and go, and hey, you might be interested in knowing Cheap Trick's yeah. coming to town next year. Click some button to go get your tickets. Is that going to be part of this as well? Yeah, in a limited quantity, it's already there today, right? So we already have tie-ins to multiple different events APIs that allow us to do that. 
Um, obviously, there's a bit of a hiatus for, for upcoming bands uh, sure. playing live, but but I mean, this could actually be a way for those bands to pre-sell tickets as well. You know, well, in a year's you know, time. But but you know, if, if most people probably have started to notice this, you know, bands in town now has a flag where you can say this is an, an online event. So mm. all of a sudden, you your rad could say, oh, That's right. uh, mm. Cheap Trick is doing a live stream on this date. Check it out. Absolutely, yeah, and there's there's nothing stopping us from doing that. In fact, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, this yeah. is the kind of functionality that I think can really set you apart from everybody else. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of technologies like you know many years ago when TiVo kind of launched and it was really cool. You could tell it what you liked and it could learn what you liked and feed things to you. And I think that technologies that make it simple for people to do that. And to your point earlier, it could be. Oh, Jay, we noticed that you like technology podcasts. Did you know that Michael Branville just launched this new technology podcast? Um, and and also with news, with, uh, with literature, with all sorts of these things, I think that's where it becomes really compelling because as you get, you know, busy – you you miss things and and in marketing they always say the reason someone's not buying your new music is a they haven't been exposed to it or b they don't yeah. know it's out and i yeah. think you know I, i'd love for you to kind of speak to your goals with radiant um going forward because clearly you're going to be improving the product over time what kind of things are on your roadmap like some of the things we've been discussing you know mm -hmm. what i mean that, that you can divulge yeah, I mean, the, the stuff that I'm, I've kind of mentioned publicly at this point, it, it, it's, it's kind of creating a more social experience um, around that, right? So there's two key things coming. Uh, one is a one-to-many where basically one person is the host and anyone from across the world can join their session and listen along, react, etc. Yeah, let me let me interrupt you there right, right there because I was going to ask – about because because right now this seems like it's a one to one. It's your you're you're logging in and you're listening to your music, mm -hmm. but and, and we've in the past have had um, Station Head on here, and that's a that's a fun app that it's not mm -hmm. AI, it's live broadcasting, but it's great because you can set up your own station and now people can tune into your station and listen to it even when you're not online listening to it. And it seems to yes. me Radiant would be well-suited to adopt a feature like that as well, where it's like um, my artist creates their own station. They've kind of pre-programmed it with a lot of their likes and influences and, you know, the, the, the sort of um, content they want Rad to read out, you know, in between songs. And now fans log in and listen to our radio station and you will be entertained yes. and informed. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the that's the second thing that um, I was kind of alluding to earlier is that there's going to be basically communities um, inside of Rad. So an artist could go in, for example, and create a station with their you know pre-programmed uh, presets essentially for what kind of music they want played, and then everyone and anyone can join up to 150 people at a time, I think. And we're looking to expand that. That's just a, a scaling limitation. Um, so it, it wouldn't be just an individual with people listening along with them. It would be everyone listening together, reacting, commenting, you know, very right. similar to, to a turntable FM, that kind of experience built sure. into Rad. Sure. Can you talk to 
rad? Is it like your Amazon Echo where it'll answer you, or is it just kind of a one-way conversation right now? So there, there is inside of the app call-ins, right? Call-ins being you can tweet at rad, and rad will actually react in real time to that. Um, we are looking at kind of real-life call-ins where you can physically press the call-in button, and rad <laughs> will have a conversation with you. That technology is already there. We already sure. built it. It just needs to be localized and, and work across multiple different geographies. Um, but you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, the uh, Echo. I can't say her name. I know. So I, mean, I know they'll all turn on. Sure. <laughs> the exactly. device that's, yeah. Shall not be named, exactly. But uh, that's that's a natural <laughs> next next step for, for RAD, I think. This could be the, the kind of next best way to listen to music on smart assistants as they grow. Uh, it's a very natural way to listen to music, I think. And on those speakers that don't have physical interfaces, yeah. This is the perfect opportunity. So two-way conversations is coming. You know, I, yeah. what, what, what I love here is, you know, I love radio. I've always been a big fan of radio. Um, but what mm. I've loved about radio is the personality of the DJs and when they are given the freedom to interject some stories, some facts, something like that. I don't need to listen to a radio station to just have a DJ backsell what I just heard. I know what I just heard. You're playing the music I want. I know the music. You know, I want more, which is what you are starting to provide here, more than just announcing the artist, the album, and the song. Give me, you know, and, and I don't know, it's like a tie-in to Wiki, and all of a sudden you pull out one fact off of that artist's Wiki page, and you read it to me going, hey, did you know that so-and-so was in the band from this date to this date? Or they're coming to town, and they're playing this show. That's the type of DJ um, interaction I crave. I crave. I miss yeah. that. I miss that when I listen to just a straight Spotify, you know, playlist or stream. It's like great. It's the music I love. There's you've you've nailed that. But I miss, I miss the personality that would come out of it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's 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 the entire driving force of this thing. Like, I have so many memories of long car trips with a radio DJ as the companion, uh, and it's it's that kind of personality that really makes the music live. And I just you mentioned about the kind of fun fact pieces, the biographical information about artists. You know, we've tied in with Last FM and and Discogs, and we're actually layering that information in. So, you know, oh, that's we're great. trying to we're trying to capture that that you know more than just music feeling about about artists and information about. The songs you've just heard and that kind of thing, yeah. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. The, the, you, you, you mentioned podcasts are, are on the roadmap. Um, is that something where you're going to use the podcasts that Spotify hosts? Is it going to be a tie-in to another service? Um, love, you know, as, as podcasters, I'd love to kind of get a glimpse into where that's <laughs> going to go. So my last project uh, before this was a social podcast app, right, which uh, unfortunately Spotify decided to get into the ring at about the time we did. Um, so that didn't work out too well. Yeah. It, it was only shut down last week, so it, it lasted a couple of years. But um, we, we've actually built a lot of stuff off the back of that. Um, we can, of course, create our own uh, podcast platform using that technology that sits separate to, to Spotify, and that would allow us to have you know, you can connect with whatever music service you want, but the podcast will be fed from the RSS feeds of the, the podcasters. Um, I, I don't know how you guys feel about Spotify's, you know, stepping into the ring, um, but we'd like people to have the option to go outside of Spotify for their podcast if they need to. Sure. You, you, know, I, I, you know, I've been podcasting since 2011. 
Um, my attitude is anybody who wants to deliver podcasts, great. I don't care. Just, you know, it's another destination. It's another distribution channel. It's another um, listen. What what I like to see is when somebody becomes more than just another podcast directory. I, there's a million podcast directory services out there. And, you know, it's great. It, it shows potential that Spotify jumped in the ring. They haven't really done a lot of interesting things yet. Yeah. You know, we've got the, 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 the um, Spotify for Podcasters back end. It's not nearly as robust as, as artists, but you can see that they're trying to work that way. But, you know, I would love to get podcasts integrated with artists so you can mix a playlist and fill a playlist with songs and a podcast. And, yeah. you know, that's the sort of thing that will start taking it to the next level. Whether Spotify does that, you put some tool on top of somebody else's service to do that, I think that's what needs to happen. Not just another place to go listen to podcasts, because there's a million of those out there. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, Yeah, the only thing I would add to that, Michael, is that we were talking about like the discovery, discover weekly release radar, things like that. I love to discover new podcasts and I search for different podcasts and a lot of them I'll just try out for a couple of episodes and then I'll move on. Mm -hmm. But it, if there could be better discovery, like they have, you know, like Jay, you listen to music biz weekly podcast, you might like this, this, and this, that kind of discovery I'm, I find is really missing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. As a podcast fanatic myself, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I get stuck in ruts a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, besides this music podcast, I've got a podcast on the band Kiss. I would love nothing mm -hmm. more than Spotify to announce some feature that says, okay, somebody's listening to Kiss. We're going to put a, you might be interested in, a recommendation, a sidebar that pops up and says, hey, there's this cool podcast. Um, directly feeding the podcast straight into somebody's stream could be problematic because in, in my case, my podcasts are often 90 minutes, two hours long. Nobody's going yeah. to want to interrupt music for that. But if you can provide a service that allows the discovery of the podcast and the user could then click a button, jump out of the music stream, listen to the podcast within Radiant, that's great. That that's starting to differentiate from every other podcast service because as as Jay and I have always said when it comes to streaming services, they're all basically the same. They've all got the same music library, the same number of songs. It's what they do. And that and I think to some extent that's where Spotify has excelled. They've done more than just provide songs to listen to. They've created some yeah, incredible they've innovated. playlists and algorithms and Yes, yeah. you know, their morning coffee. I've tried it a few times, and it's cool. I don't know if it's there yet, but that shows mm -hmm. how they're trying to differentiate from just every other service. And and I think that, you know, if I was to say, here's my advice, that's what I would say is how can you differentiate the podcast experience from just jumping on to Apple Podcasts and listening to a show that you subscribe to? Yeah, I, that's 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 always going to be a big challenge because uh, this is an, an auditory medium that needs to be fairly snappy. Now, you mentioned that your podcasts are 90 minutes long, right? So, but you probably have sizzle reels, or at least a lot of podcasts now have sizzle reels, right? So, after you hear a Kiss song, for example, 
what if you heard a sizzle reel directly sure. after that yeah. that popped up a card and said hey check the check out this podcast that's that can be done in the same system that we used to do the events it's the same process essentially um, so yeah, that's within the realm of possibility. As we start to roll that out, I need to consider it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if as a podcaster, you said, "Listen, you want to get your podcast into discoverability here. You need to give us a link to, you know, your sizzle reel, uh, a, a generic sizzle reel that works this year and next year, um, mm-hmm. and then we can ingest that into the discovery platform of the music. I, I, that that yeah. would be great." Yeah, and, and easily done. Yeah, uh, once we start to get the the kind of back end service, that that admin service for our artists, promoters, and podcasters. In this case, we can roll out many of these features to help both sides of the fence promote their stuff. Now, question because this was a question that came up when we had Station Head on, which obviously integrates with Spotify as well, Spot and and Apple Music. Is Radiant requiring the listener to be a premium member? of Spotify, or can you be a free user? So the problem with the problem with that is that Spotify are very locked down with their with their APIs, and they, they require most services now which select music for a listener to require premium. So that is unfortunately a limitation, and that's one of the big reasons that we're moving away from just Spotify, um, because all the other services don't have that stipulation, um, at least a lot of the bigger ones don't. Well, so, except Apple, I mean, except they, Apple. they only have Apple. premium, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but I mean, Apple, even Apple are a little bit looser with the ability to add subscriptions in. So, if we wanted to do donations or payments to artists or whatever that kind of thing we needed to do, we couldn't do that on top of Spotify. Spotify don't allow any commercialization without a very lengthy deal with them. Interesting. Uh, which we tried to do, <laughs> it didn't pan out. Is 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 uh, that you know is that still the case now? Even with Spotify allowing artists to put their donation links on their artist pages now, which is just brand new within yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, if it's external of Spotify, they don't like it. Um, so you know their donation links that happens within Spotify. This is happening within a third party that they can't control, uh, and they don't tend Got to it. be all that big into that. So that's the problem, really. And 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 I I you know not that I think it's a problem that you've got to be a premium member. I just want to make sure I understand this. So, you know, if I go out and tell somebody, it's like, yeah, you've got to be a premium member to utilize this service. Yeah. But you know, it, it, the way I always sell it is um, that's beneficial to your artists that you love because every time you listen to their song in Radiant, you know, you're putting. However, little money that you know Spotify pays out, but it is something. It's better. It's better than just listening to the song on your local device, which they'll never get anything off of. At least here, they get the benefit of a little bit of money. They get a bit of benefit of a stream count. Um, you know, there is That's right. there is something there that the artists actually will really like. Right, and the artists will make more money from that premium version than they will from the ad based version so yeah it 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 makes a lot of sense are you doing anything with video not 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 at this time the reason being it's a very it's a very auditory uh medium and this whole thing is you put it in your pocket you're being you're basically seeing things through your ears essentially that you would otherwise be pushed at so video at the moment isn't really on our priority list gotcha how much control do you have over rad as in 
I want it to be a male voice, a female voice. I want them to have an Australian accent versus a UK accent versus, you know, a Southern accent. Do you, do you offer that sort of flexibility? So you can switch between male and female. Um, and we've played with an awful lot of different accents, right? Um, we wanted to find the one that was the most human sounding in both genders, um, you know, male and female. And uh, we had initially put in the ability to change between different accents, but some accents for different countries sound much less human, much more uncanny. So we've chosen two that we know work. Uh, but yes, today you can switch between woman or man, depending on your preference. And 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 what's Radiant's revenue model on this? You know, it, you know, is there a a premium service that you know you can upsell to fans who want to be able to do X, Y, and Z on top of everything? Um, how how are you generating money? So you know. Being, being uh, totally transparent about it, we had initially um, a, a 99 cent a month subscription fee for this thing, right? Um, that had a two month free trial that you could give it a go and if you didn't like it, you could, you could not pay anything. But uh, obviously we had signed up for a commercial agreement with Spotify. Um, Spotify got wind of that we were doing this. It had slipped past their radar essentially for a little while and then they, they pulled the plug on us, which is understandable and we were trying to work it out with Spotify currently. But um, that has changed our model quite drastically, right? So now we're in a user acquisition mode. Uh, we have bootstrapped this. It's basically you know, money from our own pockets. We support it ourselves. So there's no real investor burn. The run rate's very low. We can continue doing this for as long as we can until we reach a critical mass, at which point then we can start to look at ancillary services like the ticketing stuff, actually getting a bit of Got revenue it. off the back of that. That makes um, sense. Yeah. So scale up and then worry about that later. We have ideas. We have plenty of models that we could deploy at any given time. We just want to do it right and with enough users to make make it make sense. Yeah. Um, I seem to recall within the last month, six weeks maybe, something came out that said Spotify was pulling um, access that third-party apps were starting to use. And I remember at the time I was like, hey, guys, over at StationEd, is this impacting you? Because you're totally built on top of it. What do you? Mm. What can you tell us about that? Is it is it a non-issue? What was it directed at? Yeah, I mean, I, when I saw the headline, uh, a friend of mine sent it to me and said, "I think think you're in trouble." I, I, I initially had that reaction. I, I kind of would freak it, right? But I looked at it in more detail, and it turns out that they're doing, they're not targeting apps that have DJs or DJ applications that play music for the listener. They're targeting applications like DJ Pro that mix music, right? because they can't control what comes out the other end of that. The idea with DJ Pro is that you create a, a mix of two individual you, streams you, you of content. You can create a new new song, basically. A new song. And that's outside of their control and their ecosystem, so they didn't like that. And I understand okay. why they didn't want that, but it doesn't impact us, thank God, because it, it would otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it, that, that was my thought, was like, you know, services like, like Radiant, all you're doing is creating more streams for Spotify. You know why yeah. is that? Why why would that be a problem? You know, you've got to be a premium user. Great, Spotify's got premium users paying them, and now you're playing more of their music. It's a win win. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, it's a no brainer. I would have thought, and um, you know, we're always open to working with Spotify to, you know, help expand their own capabilities as well. Like we're not we're not working against them in any way. We're working within their their ballpark essentially. Yeah. 
are they easy to work with or is it a challenge for you? And, and I, I don't mean like on a personal, I mean like on a professional level, you know, you're in Ireland, they're in New York, their headquarters anyway. Um, are there any challenges to working with them? Are they open to working with third-party developers? In the past, and I'm just speaking from personal experience, in the past they seemed more invested in, in developers and expanding their API capabilities. I think that's dropped off their um, priority list just, just a little bit. And that's from you know seeing a slowdown in the development of APIs, etc. Um, uh, and I think that's actually going to hurt them a little bit, if I'm honest. I think smaller, smaller parties are going to come in and open up their platforms and start to scale up the way Spotify did. Spotify did it as a scaling mechanism, right? So they allowed other people to build out the stuff they didn't have yet or build interest in their product to the point where they're now one of the biggest players in, in the space. And other sure. parties can do that too and offer more than they can through third parties because they're continuing to, develop, to invest in developers and development. Um, so Spotify should probably put their eye back on that ball, in my opinion. Personally, I don't have any problem working with them. Um, they're quite communicative. Um, they tend not to communicate over email. They tend to be more communicative, communicative over uh, Twitter, which is, I gotcha. find, more funny. Interesting. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess they're busy. <laughs> Are there other platforms, like you mentioned Deezer, you know, which is pretty powerful outside of North America? Um, mm-hmm. Are are you looking to be kind of platform agnostic and just yeah. be open to wherever anybody consumes music? Absolutely. So we've actually built the thing in a way that it has essentially an abstraction over whatever service it uses, right? So the model that we have is not tied to any one service. We can just plug in another service um, when we're ready to launch with that, and it can then consume that service. So it's it's not we're not layered into any one service too too tightly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of fun uh, playing with that. I'm gonna, I'll be listening to it all day when I work today, and I'll, I'll let you know uh, <laughs> how it goes. But my Please initial do. reaction, it, it was really impressive. The music it was playing wasn't those, you know, those old chestnuts that I've heard a million times. Um, it was, it was all kind of uh, things that I liked, but not necessarily things that I've listened to a ton of. So it'll be interesting to. Uh, to play with it a little bit more. Yeah, hopefully you have fun. And let me know how you get on. And, oh, well, and, and so for all of our listeners and viewers out there, where do they go to get the app? Where do they get more information on the company? They want to reach out to you. How do they contact you? Yeah, so if you want to get more information on the app and find a download link, you can go to getradiant.app. Um, you can hit me up at rad at getradiant.app. Are you um, Rad? Or you can just search. I, I, I am the man behind the email address. Unfortunately, Rad has a... Yeah, because you don't sound like Rad. No, no. I'm far less, I'm far less American um, and far less witty, actually, come to think of it. But, uh, but yeah, I, and also you can just search in the App Store if you, if you want go to go and get it directly from the App Store. Awesome. awesome. This is awesome. Yeah, I, you know, I, I find stuff like Radiant so fun. You know, creating your own station, having DJs. It's it's the talking. It's the talking that, that, as I said earlier, I miss that between songs. You know, I I do too. I don't necessarily need somebody talking for 10 minutes, but it's really Mm -hmm. nice. It's comforting. It's soothing to have a voice every once in a while tell you something. Yeah. And you said something earlier that streaming can be cold. And I, I agree 100%. It, it can be. I remember with downloading, when downloading was big, 
Mm. Uh, people would compare it to a spreadsheet, you know, early versions of some of these platforms. Yeah. And that took a lot of the life out of not having that vinyl album cover and having that experience. And then with streaming, it, it is it can be cold. Um, but I, I think anything like this that brings that into a more human experience is good. And I can't wait to play with it a little bit more. It, it, so it, It's funny because what what you're doing is sort of the opposite of what radio is doing. You know, radio has been yeah. getting rid of personalities for years now because they just can't afford to pay DJs. And it's yeah. it's one person in a corporate office programming 20 radio stations across the country. And 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 I've said this at many radio events I've spoken at, radio can't compete at the level of music anymore. You you will mm. radio will never play the music that is specific to me. Streaming's won that. Radio yeah, can win at experience. personality, but you're getting rid of your personalities. So yeah. the fact that what's the USP? Fa the fact that streaming is trying to put personality back into it is like you know is this going to ultimately be the death to radio when all of a sudden. You've gotten all of this great content in here, and you've gotten a great AI um, voice, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, this is as good as real radio used to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's 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 valid. Um, I don't think that there's a real threat of that for the moment, um, and I can see it as, a, as an ancillary service that might supplement radio stations who don't have maybe nighttime programming or something like that. So we, we're not looking to kill off an entire industry just yet, but... If radio continues the way it is, you know, uh, th this might be all that's left of radio, which would be a sad thing because I mean, it's been I, around I, for I so long. I remember a number of years ago, there was a big story that hit that there was one radio station that actually was the first station to use an AI jock on the air. And mm -hmm. everybody in radio yeah. was like, what does that mean to our future? We don't need people anymore. It's a computer. <laughs> Well, it was yeah. pretty rude and, you know, not rude in, in, in what it was saying, but the technology wasn't wasn't great. Technology mm -hmm. evolves yeah. very quickly to the point there will be a point here where you're going to wake up tomorrow and go, I can't tell you if that's a real person or AI. Yeah. yeah, Rad's pretty good. I mean, it doesn't sound like Stephen Hawking or anything. I mean, it's 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 pretty smooth. You've done a really good job with it. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, thanks to a lot of Google tech, and there's a lot of money in, in this in this entire um, vertical technological vertical at the moment to create that really human sounding voice, and uh, we're just lucky enough to be able to leverage it. So um, yeah, that's good. Good thank for you, you. Pat Patrick. This was this was a fun conversation. Very interesting. Um, Very uh, interesting. You know, best of luck with with Radiant, and I'm excited to follow where it goes, and and the fact that you've got a lot of a lot of enhancements on your roadmap excites me. You're just not sort of sitting back and go, here it is, take it. It's like, no, we want to really expand it. I, I love that when I see that in a company. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, um, so congratulations. Again, thank, yeah. thank you so much for joining us, Patrick. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. I'm excited to see where, where Radiant goes down the road here. Uh, you know, yeah, it, lots it does, of possibilities. It, it does seem like they've got a lot of interesting ideas in front of them that they want to implement, and it's now just a matter of time and resources, I'm sure, just to get it all done. 
It could be great. Yeah. It really could. Yeah. I mean, initially, it it was surprising how good the AI was and how great it sounded and the choice of music that it um, presented was really good. Um, I'm going to play with it a little bit more and, and listen to it today and, and see what comes up. But, man, if they can integrate some of these other things um, that we talked about, it's going to be a, it's a killer. Gonna, it's, it will be a killer. It'll, it it could be game changer because now it's not just, yeah. like I said, you're not just back selling a song. That, okay, it's cool. You can do that. But that's not the end all. That's not compelling. That's not what you want when you're listening to a DJ. Um, yeah. So uh, quick shout out to all of our supporters and sponsors. Thank you to Hypebot, Bands in Town, for everything you do to support us. And, of course, a big shout out to DiscMakers.com for, for your continuing support of the Music Biz Weekly podcast. If you are listening to us on Spotify, hit the follow button so we get a little data in our podcasters pay back end so we can see how many people are listening. Um if you're on iTunes, subscribe, leave a review and a rating, and of course on YouTube, hit that little red subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Please. And uh, I think we should be having another bonus episode that we're going to record over the weekend as well. So while while Stay we're all tuned. sitting at home, we're keeping busy here. So that's, that's right. it. Show us going. Music Biz Weekly podcast. We're out of here. See everybody next week. <laughs>